Hello, and welcome to The Daily Poem. I'm Heidi White, filling in for David Kern, and today is Tuesday, August 4th. Today's poem is by Rachel Richardson. Uh, She's a contemporary poet. Uh, She lives in Berkeley, California, where she's the co-founder and co-director of Left Margin Lit, a literary arts center in Berkeley. She's also the author of two books of poetry, Copperhead, published in 2011, and Hundred Year Wave, published in 2016. Um, Both collections were selections in the Carnegie Mellon Poetry Series. Uh, And today's poem is called Shearwater. You are given feet, but had never touched them to earth. You are given the sea, and you fed upon it for months. So when your head crowned, ashen with loss of blood from the cord wound tight around your neck, and when they cut you from me and you were silent, and the tide in me receded, I remembered the sheer waters following the ship, the slow sweep of them riding the wind's current, the stretch of them hovering, cruciform, shearing the air the way an envelope slides back into a box of letters, making its narrow space. I had watched from the stern for hours their trailing, as if stillness itself drifted toward me. I thought it was my life. Then someone lifted you up, and there was a sound, and they laid you on me, breathing. This is obviously a poem about motherhood, about giving birth, but you don't know that right away. Uh, The story of of this child's living birth takes place over the course of the poem. The poem is 21 lines long, uh, and it's in seven stanzas, each of them three lines each. And each of the stanzas gives us a little nugget of this unfolding birth story. Uh, The first stanza is like a riddle, really. You were given feet, but it never touched them to earth. You were given the sea, and you fed upon it for months. Uh, And this is a fascinating stanza, because I want to draw your attention to the title of the poem, Shearwater. Uh, shearwaters are ocean birds. Uh, They're birds that spend their entire life, except for when they're breeding, which is a short period of time, they spend their entire life in flight or diving under the sea. Uh, They're the birds that are way, way out in the depths of the ocean. They can migrate thousands of miles over the course of a lifetime. And they they spend their life hunting for fish uh, while flying in the air. And so this description in the first stanza, you were given feet, but it never touched them to earth. You were given the sea and you fed upon it for months. You originally think that that's a description of the shearwater bird, if you know anything about the birds. But then there's a shift in the second stanza. So when your head crowned, ashen with loss of blood from the cord wound tight around your neck, right? That the poem has taken a turn here. First, we're talking about birds. Now we're talking about uh, giving birth and not only birth, but giving birth to a child in danger, an ashen child uh, with loss of blood and the cord wound tight around this child's neck. So now we know that we've, we've got this core image of the shearwater and she's connecting it with the memory of giving birth. It's a, it's a really, really 
powerful image here. I like poems that have a central image, a central metaphor to it, a comparison between two things. How are shearwater birds like giving birth? And then the reader, as we as we contemplate this poem, we forge these connections between these two experiences. Uh, she's remembering. There's two memories happening here that are juxtaposed that run in parallel lines uh, throughout this poem. One is the memory of giving birth to this child. Uh, and the second is the memory of being on a ship and watching these shearwater birds follow behind. I remember the shearwaters following the ship, the slow sweep of them riding the wind's current. Uh, so the reader is invited into this image and into the joining of these two memories. And she describes the birds uh, and her memory of these birds following the ship. They've never touched down on land. Uh, they're in a cruciform shape, meaning the shape of a cross, shearing the air the way an envelope slides back into a box of letters. Uh, and so there's these two images joined tightly together. And it's a powerful image for lots of reasons, and the reader can contemplate the connections between the two. I just want to point out one particular way that the poem contemplates potential loss. Uh, as these, she's comparing the memory of watching these birds with the experience of giving birth to a child, and we don't know throughout the whole poem until the last stanza if the child is alive because the child is born ashen with loss of blood in the cord round, tight round his neck. And so it could be the comparing of the birds that never land to the child who never touches down in life. And, and so there's a suspense to it that a child who is, who spends his or her whole life floating in water uh, and then doesn't make it through the trauma of the birth canal uh, and so never touches down to life. And that's how I thought that the poem was going. I thought this was a poem contemplating the loss of a child in giving birth. But instead, she makes another turn here at the end. From She says, I had watched from the stern for hours. Again, she's remembering the birds. Uh, they're trailing as if stillness itself drifted toward me. She is afraid in this moment as she's remembering the birds and she's given birth to this baby uh, who, with the cord wrapped around his or her neck. She's thinking... Maybe this is the stillness drifting toward me. Maybe I have lost this child the way the birds never touch down. And she says this final uh, one sentence that's the final line of the second, the penultimate um, stanza. I thought it was my life. And then there's a shift. Then someone lifted you up and there was a sound and they laid you on me breathing. Again, this connects with the birds because birds, these birds, these shearwater birds, they never land except to breed. Uh, so there is this sense in the poem of life beginning life, as if when the bird touches down, when the child is born, there is a new generation, a regeneration, a restoration of the cycle of life, even though there's a fear and a drifting and a constant flying. So I chose this poem to read today because I thought the image was so powerful and so perfectly executed uh, in this lovely poem about motherhood and birth. So here it is one more time, Shearwater by Rachel Richardson. You were given feet, but had never touched them to earth. You were given the sea and you fed upon it for months. So when your head crowned, ashen with loss of blood from the cord wound tight around your neck. And when they cut you from me and you were silent and the tide in me receded, I remember the shearwaters following the ship 
the slow sweep of them riding the wind's current, the stretch of them hovering, cruciform, shearing the air the way an envelope slides back into a box of letters, making its narrow space. I had watched from the stern for hours, their trailing, as if stillness itself drifted toward me. I thought it was my life. Then someone lifted you up, and there was a sound, and they laid you on me, breathing. This has been The Daily Poem, and we'll see you next time for another poem.